You can worry if you want to. You can cry if you are scared. You can direct all your energy at being more prepared for a journey that had started so very long ago. Or you can focus on the learning and let your spirit grow. You can focus on the learning. Your spirit grow. Welcome, and as best you can, experience welcome. What good is the concept? without the experience. Welcome to Love is the Power. This podcast is rooted in a self-inquiry method known as the work of Byron Katie, and Tom is a certified facilitator of the work. You'll be hearing a dyad, triad, group, or guided meditation today. As you follow along, you're encouraged to do the best you can to experience for yourself what's being shared. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. That's from the court jester. So, according to Anthony DeMello, this chapter is the lamp of the body. So, all of the chapters he starts with a Bible quote. He was a, Anthony DeMello was a Jesuit priest, born in India. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is sound, your whole body is full of light. But when it is not sound, your body is full of darkness. That's from Luke 11.34. So Anthony DeMello's commentary. We think the world would be saved if only we could generate larger quantities of goodwill and tolerance. That's false. What will save the world is not goodwill and tolerance, but clear thinking. Of what use is it to be tolerant of others if you are convinced that you are right and everyone who disagrees with you is wrong? That isn't tolerance, but condescension. That leads not to union of hearts, 
but to to division because you are one up and the other and the others one down a position that can only lead to a sense of superiority on your part and resentment on your neighbors thereby breeding further intolerance true tolerance only arises from a keen awareness of the abysmal ignorance of everyone as far as truth is concerned for truth is essentially mystery the mind can sense but cannot grasp it much less formulate it our beliefs can point to it but cannot put it into words in spite of this people talk glowingly about the value of dialogue which at worst is a camouflaged attempt to convince the other person of the rightness of your position and at best will prevent you from becoming a frog in the well who thinks that his well is the only world there is what happens when frogs from different wells assemble to dialogue about their convictions and experiences their horizons widen to include the existence of wells other than their own but they still have no suspicion of the existence of the ocean of truth that cannot be confined within the walls of conceptual wells and our poor frogs continue to be divided and to speak in terms of yours and mine your experience your convictions your ideology and mine the sharing of formulas does not enrich the sharers for formulas like the walls of wells divide only the unrestricted ocean unites only the unrestricted ocean unites but to arrive at this ocean of truth that is unbounded by formulas it is essential to have the gift of clear thinking what is clear thinking and how does one arrive at it the first thing you must know is that it does not call for any great learning it is so simple as to be within the reach of a 10-year-old child what is needed is not learning but unlearning not talent but courage you will understand this if you think of a little child in the arms of an old disfigured housemaid the child is too young to have picked up the prejudices of its elders so when it snuggles in that woman's arms it is responding not to labels in its head labels like white woman black woman ugly pretty old young mother servant maid it is responding not to labels such as these but to reality that woman meets the child's need for love and that is the reality the child responds to not the woman's name and figure and religion and race and sect those are totally and absolutely irrelevant the child has as yet no beliefs and no prejudices this is the environment within which clear thinking can occur and to achieve it one must drop everything one has learned and achieve the mind of the child that is innocent of past experiences 
and programming, which so cloud our way of looking at reality. Look into yourself and examine your reactions to persons and situations, and you will be appalled to discover the prejudiced thinking behind your reactions. It is almost never the concrete reality of this person or thing that you are responding to. You are responding to principles, ideologies, belief systems, economic, political, religious, psychological belief systems, to preconceived ideas and prejudices, whether positive or negative. Take them one at a time, each person and thing and situation and search for your bias separating the reality here before you from your programmed perceptions and your projections. And this exercise will afford you a revelation as divine as any that the scriptures could provide you with. Prejudices and beliefs are not the only enemies of clear thinking. There is another pair of enemies called desire and fear. Thinking that is uncontaminated by emotion, namely by desire and fear and self-interest, calls for an asceticism that is terrifying. People mistakenly assume that their thinking is done by their head. It is done actually by the heart, which first dictates the conclusion, then commands the head to provide the reasoning that will defend it. So here is another source of divine revelation. Examine some of the conclusions that you have arrived at and see how they are adulterated by self-interest. This is true of every conclusion, unless you hold it provisionally. Think how tightly you hold on to your conclusions regarding people, for instance. Are those judgments completely free of emotion? If you think they are, you have probably not looked hard enough. This is the major cause of disagreements and division between nations and individuals. Your interests do not coincide with mine. So your thinking and your conclusions do not agree with mine. How many people do you know whose thinking is at least sometimes opposed to their self-interest? How many times can you recall having engaged in that kind of thinking yourself? How often have you succeeded in placing an impenetrable barrier between the thinking going on in your head and the fears and desires that agitate your heart? Each time you attempt that task, you will understand that what clear thinking calls for is not intelligence that is easily come by but the courage that has successfully coped with fear and with desire. For the moment you desire something or fear something, your heart will consciously or unconsciously get in the way of your thinking. This is a consideration for spiritual giants who have come to realize that in order to find truth, they need not doctrinal formulations, but a heart that divests itself of its programming and its self-interest. 
each time that thinking is in progress. A heart that has nothing to protect and owes nothing to ambition and therefore leaves the mind to roam unfettered, fearless, and free in search of truth. A heart that is ever ready to accept new evidence and to change its views. Such a heart then becomes a lamp that enlightens the darkness of the whole body of humanity. If all human beings were fitted with such hearts, people would no longer think of themselves as communists or capitalists, as Christians or Muslims or Buddhists. The very clarity of their thinking would show them that all thinking, all concepts, all beliefs are lamps full of darkness, signs of their ignorance. And in that realization, the walls of their separate wells would collapse and they would be invaded by the ocean that unites all peoples in the truth. So anyone want to share anything that came up for you from the reading? You know, uh, I will. Yeah, hang on just a second. Um, thank you, Tammy. Um, one thing that came up to me, for me, is, you know, the first step in being, uh, the first step on freeing ourselves of everything he's talking about is realizing we're not free. Realizing we do have prejudices. We do have labels. We do have philosophies that we hold on to. And um, that we do have desires and fears. Kind of like the Vernon Howard quote that I like. The awareness of a negativity is the cure for the negativity. That's why I love on the worksheet, the number five on the worksheet, said your neighbor worksheet, you know, the, they are arrogant, they are. But um, over time, after writing so many worksheets, I started to notice, oh, I thought I was a relatively unprejudiced person. <laughs> and then I started looking at the number five, I was like, well, there's all my prejudices. <laughs> they all come out on the number five. So, uh, Tammy. Oh, yeah, that's good, that number five. I'm sitting with that. Um, yeah, like the inability to receive arrogance, you know, like that's the arrogance, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> rather than just letting it be whatever it is, it, and it's even a word anyway, isn't it? Um, what stood out to me in that, it was so beautiful. Like listening to it just felt like elixir, you know, beautiful yummy yumminess uh, i love how he wrote it all of it and the two there's two things one is the how the heart it's the heart that responds first and it really makes sense to me and then the mind just comes in to justify everything so it's to prove my whatever so it's like the other part was where he talked about people talking and for me they're sort of linked like there's no reason to talk 
<laughs> no reason for me to even talk now. Um, yeah, no reason to talk except for proving something that doesn't need to be proven. Yeah. Mm. Makes me think of like just the simplicity of like, it's just really just being able to, it made me think of being able to have whatever's yours and not need to prove it to anyone and then everyone else can have theirs and then everything's free and then anything can happen. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Carolyn. Felt really relevant to this time that we're in where I don't, I didn't live in the time before that I have conscious memory of, but mm -hmm. we have this like awareness of everyone else's kind of truth or what they think feels so heightened. Like we have such like intimate access to all these, um, all these independent experiences and truths and just, yeah, it was just, it just felt so relevant and like um speaking to the the challenges of that of that intersection between those differing truths and made me just yeah curious um curious about this time mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah very seems to be a very tension-filled time as far as dialogue between mm -hmm. ideologies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, but you can feel those prejudices. Oh, capitalist. Oh, mm -hmm. Marxist, communist, socialist. Republican, Democrat. Democrat. <laughs> Vaxxers, non-vaxxers. Someone yeah. who thinks, oh, universal basic health care, you know, that they, they don't think that's the right way to go. And then somebody else is like, are you saying you don't want people to have access to medical? And it's like, no, I never said that. But, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but how we shame, try to shame each other into seeing it the way I see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so maybe um, we could, yeah, Jennifer. See your hand is raised. Um, I'll get to you. I just wanted to ask um, if you could tell me where I could find that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's. Um, uh, Anthony, I know it's Anthony DeMello, but what's it in? It's in The Way to Love. Okay, thank you. I think you said that and I forgot. <laughs> I think it's the second, second to last chapter. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Hi, Jennifer. Great to see Hi, you. Tom. You too. Yeah, you know, and 
courage. He's talking about courage, and you know, so we have our ideologies that you know all of us have our like sacred ideologies that will basically we'll go to war for. <laughs> and so you know, the courage he might be talking about would be to can you let go of your ideology and be open. So I was thinking of, um, I'll just try, try this statement. I'm, I'm ready to be free of all desires. <laughs> Great face, Susan. <laughs> yep, and that—that's the purpose of these statements that, that we sometimes play around with. It's to get us in touch with fears or blocks, or uh, which eventually gets us in touch with limiting beliefs. But everyone, just try it on, like that. Like allow yourself to move, move in that direction. I'm ready to be free of all desires. And just notice if it brings up fear, brings up tension, brings up resistance. Mm. Um, anyone anyone notice um, any fear, tension, resistance, any sense of a block like oh oh I don't know, you know maybe next year Yes yeah yep <clears throat> yeah so Margie what? First, start by welcoming the fear, the tension, the block around around being free, done, being done with all desires, and see if you can discover what what story, what imagination or story goes with that block or fear or tension. It just seems impossible. Oh, good. Yeah, not possible for me. In impossible. Actually, it seems impossible for anybody. <laughs> okay. Thank you for including us all. <laughs> it was very generous of you. It's possible to be free of all desire. Yeah, so so there not, can be desire, but I'm free of it. 
And so it's not possible to be free, totally free of desire. It's not possible. And do you know that for sure? Well, I need to clarify. Is it the desire can still come, but I'm free of it? Like to be free of fear, I, I can still feel fear, but I'm free of it. Like that, is that how you're holding it? Well, I would say, let, might as well go all the way. <laughs> because if, if fear shows up and you're free, it will, it'll be irrelevant. If desire shows up and you're free of desire, it'll be irrelevant. Uh -huh. It won't be experienced the way you experience fear and desire now. So mm -hmm. let's just okay. work with all the way. So it's not possible to be completely, totally free of desires, all desires. It's not possible. Do you know that for sure? No. Nope. And how do you react? And everyone do this, we'll do this popcorn style. How do you react? What happens when you really believe it's not possible to be free of desires? Feel sad. Tired. Angry. Like, I can see that it causes me suffering, and then the fact that I can't ever be free of it feels like I'm in a rigged rig. Yeah. yeah, it's like desire. We're a victim of desire. Desire is more powerful than who we are, what we are. I start grasping for things I want. <laughs> I believe it has a purpose and I can't just let that go or. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what a if desire. I don't do it anymore? Yeah, well, that's being run by the desire to find the purpose. I feel like it has a purpose. It's like, well, so what? Unless you had a desire to understand the purpose. To, to know the purpose. <laughs> I feel defeated. Like, why even try? Yep. It doesn't seem like fun. Uh, being free of desire? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not possible. <laughs> Yeah, say what did what did you mean by it doesn't seem like fun, Deborah? Um, it seems like there would be a lot of sacrifice of the things that I just if I yes. were free of it, I couldn't have the you know. Oh, the, I see, I see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you were free of the desire for 
what's one what's one of your favorite let's just go with a favorite healthy food that's delicious well, actually i was thinking of food and i was thinking of sex yeah yeah so if you were completely free of the desire for sex you would never experience sex you you, you would never enjoy the experience of sex do you know that for sure so this is a different belief than not possible. Yeah. This is a belief without the desire. If I didn't have the desire, I would never experience that. Well, if I didn't have the desire, I guess I wouldn't miss it if I didn't have it. Yeah. So regardless of that, without the desire for sex, you would never experience sex. Do you know that for sure? It's hmm, a good question. I don't know it for sure. It just logic seems to be that if you don't have a desire for something, you wouldn't wouldn't seek it. Yeah, you wouldn't. If you don't seek it, you wouldn't have it. That's right. That's why everyone is terrified of peace, the peace that passeth understanding. Peace and perfect contentment. Everyone is terrified of our true nature which is peace, which is wholeness, completeness, contentment, is right away we imagine, oh, without desire, I wouldn't act in the world. I wouldn't go surfing. I wouldn't have sex. I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat lunch. I wouldn't eat lunch. I wouldn't, wouldn't eat, you know, delicious food i wouldn't wouldn't enjoy a sunset i wouldn't go walk in nature i wouldn't <laughs> seems kind of boring well yes if we just sat there but um but it's like without desire you wouldn't get off the couch so to speak without desire you wouldn't you wouldn't continue to experience all the amazing experiences that are available without desire. So now with that belief in place, who would ever want to be free of desire? Exactly. It seems that without desire, you could still experience it, but it would be by default because you didn't seek it. So if it came, that would just be by accident, not mm. by intention. Okay. All right. So do you know for sure that anything happens by accident? No. So without desire... You wouldn't experience, you wouldn't experience an amazing, amazing, amazing life. It would be boring, flat, empty, boring. Do you know that for sure? No, actually, I'm starting to think maybe the opposite is true, actually. There's a lot of stress. In, in trying to get it, yeah, you know, in, in seeking. Yeah, because desire and fear go together. 
Mm. Or as Katie said, two causes of fear, losing what you have or not getting what you want, or in terms of today, not getting what you desire. But we've all been convinced without desire, those things wouldn't, those experiences wouldn't come in to our world or we wouldn't move in a way to where we could experience them. There's so much conditioning around success, you know, that to achieve, to go after yeah. something. Yeah, so without the desire for success, you would never experience success. Do you know that for sure? If you were totally free of the desire for success, you would not experience success. It seems like it would be, <laughs> be by accident again, or like a lucky coincidence or by accident. It doesn't... Yeah, so do you know for sure that anything happens by coincidence or accident? Ask that again. Do I you know, know for sure? You know for sure that anything happens by coincidence or accident. I don't know for sure. It seems a possibility, but I can't say I know for sure. Yeah. And then someone just joined us. I'm just going to catch them up, and we're working with the statement of. I'm ready to be free of all desire. And then just noticing fear, tension, blocks to that come up inside of you around that statement. Free of desire, you say? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm open. I'm ready to be completely free of all <laughs> desires. All just, right. And just notice any fear, any tension, any blocks that might arise. Oh, I, I just had a, a question around this idea of desire and like seeing a sunset. Like what would be the difference of experiencing a sunset without having desired it as opposed mm -hmm. to having a desire for a sunset and then seeing it? Yeah. Good question. So that's in your awareness now, and you'll, <laughs> I'm pretty confident you'll get the answer mm. in, in a direct experience of the difference. Mm. You know, but feel, feel that question again. Yeah. Well, and, um, and just check to make, to see is it very sincere or is it, uh, has it, does it have a slight intellectual kind of argument place in it? Like you'll be able to tell, like, mm. wow, I would, I really would love to experience the difference between experiencing a sunset free of desire for that experience and experiencing a sunset with a desire for that experience. Actually, through imagination, you might even be able to feel it right now, but we can, we can give it a try. Imagine having the desire for a beautiful sunset, mm -hmm. and you go, and you experience it. 
and then imagine where the thought just comes to you. Oh, it's close to sunset. I'd love to see that. But there isn't a desire. It's just like a clear thought. And just see if you can, yeah. through imagination, discover a difference. Yeah, there is I, a, I do have it. I feel like when I desire something, then there's, I take with that desire, perhaps some kind of expectation about it. Mm -hmm. And when I'm experiencing it, it kind of has a, oh, was this what I wanted? Was this it? Whereas mm -hmm. just, you know, going on a hike and all of a sudden looking around and noticing a beautiful sunset, it, it has more of a feeling of awe. <laughs> Yeah. Has more of a magical feeling. <laughs> yeah. And we've all had that where we've seen an amazing sunset. And one time we experience it and we're just so touched by beauty. Yeah. And another time we feel empty or disappointed or, but you can feel there's an element of, oh, I'm trying to extract that experience of beauty that I remember. But to me, that's one of when we're experiencing, we're allowing desire to kind of run the show. We're constantly expecting and trying to extract something yeah. from life. It's very active. Mm -hmm. It's, it's actually violent. Yeah, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the other one is, can be very active, but it has no violence in it. No, it's active, but also so open and receptive. Mm. Yeah, I feel, I sense the reception. Mm-hmm, yeah. So there's another word, Tom, that um, I um, relate in the same way, but maybe even has more juice for me. And that's being driven. Um, like motivation? Well, uh, I've struggled a lot with not knowing how to get things done or live my life without being driven, because otherwise I'd just be lazy shoulds have tos it's the same kind of thing isn't it shoulds and have tos are um, going to be a little they're violent like desire is but um, um, a little well the shoulds could be driven by desires mm. you know so but the mm. desire to why is it why is it you don't want to be lazy what, mm. what, you have a prejudice against lazy well could the um desires be driven by the shoulds well it it's i think it goes the other way around 
but um, like, do you have an example of the shoulds? You should be, you should, um, what are some of the shoulds that drive you? Oh, just a, a real, a real drive to try to prove I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm lovable. Okay. I'm good yeah. enough. Okay. So then what's the desire? What is, what's, what are you actually desiring? So there's the proving that you're good enough and lovable. And then what's, what would the desire be that goes hand in hand with that proving? To be happy and free. To be happy. And, and, and I would say the desire is to be loved. And then what I want to be loved for, what do I desire to be loved for, to be happy and free. Yeah, so imagine being free of the desire for love. Holy crap, did that scare me. And just welcome that fear. It showed up that may still be hanging out. Best you can, just welcome that fear. So open to the possibility that it came up to be released. So then we'll try it again. In the Imagine being completely free of the desire to be loved. Welcome any remaining fear of being free of that. And the fear, what's the fear afraid? What's it imagining? If you were totally free of the desire for love to be loved, what's, what's the fear? See if there's some imagination that goes went with the fear. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the fear that if I don't desire it, I won't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now notice, notice what it's actually like desiring to be loved, wanting, needing. You could phrase it in wanting, needing, desiring been, to be loved. It's been painful. <laughs> yeah, that's the reality of the desire. <laughs> Which leads to this endless proving of that I'm worthier, deserving of to be loved, that I'm lovable. Yeah. Okay, so right now in this moment, is it true that you need to be loved? Just 
this moment sitting here right now, is it true that you need to be loved by anything or anybody right now? No. No. Just experience this presence that doesn't need to be loved. Boy, that brings up a lot. Grief, really. Yeah, so now welcome to grief. The years, you know, possibly years of heartache. Yeah, and just welcome the heartache around love, seeking, desiring, not finding, finding and losing. Getting it, but it's never enough. Just all that heartache around desiring love, to be loved. Now, as best you can, just open up your heart to this part of you. Welcome. It's precious, precious child that has just wanted to be loved. You mean loving myself? <laughs> That's one way of saying it. Just open your heart. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome this precious, precious one who's been seeking, proving, desiring, just wanting so desperately to be loved. Okay, so everyone again, just be with that statement. I'm, I'm ready, open, ready to be free of all desires. And again, just notice any fear, any tension, any block that might show up. And anyone else notice? anything in the way, being ready or open.
that would like to explore mm, yeah. it. I yeah, do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so when you first said it, I'm free, you know, the, the opportunity, I'm ready and willing and free. I felt like, I felt like first I am free of it. And then there's the concept that I'm not, you know, and then what came in was this almond Florentine, this gluten-free chocolate almond Florentine that I love and I buy this packet and there's six and then I've just finished the last one, so it's quite whether I buy another packet. But at night time I can just think of the Florentine and want to have it, mm-hmm. desire to have it, you know. Yeah. But that's what came up is um, that I don't know, I can't know that I'll ever be free of that desire. Okay. Yeah. So you can't know that. So what's that got? So you need to know that you can be free of that desire before you're open or ready to be free. Is that true? You need to know that you can be free of that desire or that you will be free before you can be open or even ready to be free. No, that's not oh. true. Nice try, mind. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's like, well, you don't know if you'll ever be free of that one. <laughs> well, thank God I don't need to know mm. to be ready. So now try it again. I'm ready. I'm open to being free of all desire. You just notice if you feel ready or open. No, it says straight away, no, that means I can't have the Florentine. Yeah. Just like what was said before. Yeah. So without the desire, you'll never you'll never buy it and enjoy it. Do you know that for sure? Do you know for sure the desire is a requirement to having and experiencing? I don't know. I've just not ever experienced that. Okay, so now... You know for sure that it's the desire that was the cause of the having the experience. Do you know for sure in the past that the desire was a requirement or the cause to experience this delicious vegan creation? Uh, something wants to hold on to it. It wants to like talk a lot and say, uh, I've got it with the sunset. Yeah, great. So do you know for sure? Talk, talk, talk. And do you know for sure that the desire is the cause of movement in the world? The cause of experiencing, cause of movement. No. No. You know, Katie, I've heard Katie refer to love as causeless movement. Mm. You know, it just feels different with food and me. Uh huh. According to lots of stories I've got running. Mm hmm. Yeah. So Everything love, else. <laughs> love, love wouldn't feed you this delicious vegan thing. 
Is that true? The desire is required. No, now it feels more like this is about me not wanting the desire, mm. connecting it to losing weight. You oh, know, it's really not really to do with what we're talking about. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all just like the mind's worked out. If you don't have that, this will mean uh -huh. this. And so. Oh, so it's actually hoping without the desire you won't eat that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, it's got like three triple prong, prong strategies going on. Yeah, which means then it has to be true that the desire is the reason. We don't, don't want to be questioning that because that, that spoils the strategy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So regardless of that desire to lose weight. Mm, another desire. <laughs> um, do you know for sure that it's the desire, the desire is the cause of oh, enjoying. I'm getting so hot. I don't know what's going on. It's like <laughs> boiling up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so just let, let it burn. Let it burn for a little bit. Just open up to the burn. Yeah, starting to feel really sad about, yeah, the violence almost of the desire to lose weight. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. It feels. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Desire is the cause for the eating. We want to hold on to that because then if I can just be free of the desire, then I'll get my other desire fulfilled of losing weight. But if it's true, the desire is needed to have the other thing, well, then I still need to keep the desire to lose weight or that won't happen. Wow. Busy mind. And if I'm free of all desire, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> For me, it's more like I want to be free of all desire, but I don't know that it's possible. I don't know that I'm in charge of anything. That well, feels like my job so is to not live, possible. live with this one. So you have this thought that you're not in charge of anything, this philosophy. Mm. Maybe you've even seen it. Uh, everything happens. And that means you can't be free of desire. Is that true? No. No.
you know, it's like I'm not in charge of anything. Maybe that's a fact. And yet, the decision to do the work happens. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Decisions happen, and also we have, you could say we have the capability and the ability to decide, as in decisions happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I have the ability to move this arm, and yet I don't know for sure that I'm doing it because mm. I don't know. I, I don't actually know how I move my arm. Yeah. But I have the ability to move the arm. I have the ability to talk and I noticed I have no idea how I do that. Mm. So it's not possible for you to be free of desires. Do you know that for sure? No. So now try the statement again. I'm ready to be free of all desires. Just notice again any tension, any fear, any block. Just feels like the mind holding on. Holding on to desires? No, to um, just resisting the statement. Uh-huh. It just sort Great. of disproves everything yeah, so wel- <laughs> that's ever thought. Yeah, just welcome the resistance to being ready to be free of all desires. Just welcome the resistance. And What's the story? What's the imagination or story that goes with the resistance around uh-huh. being ready? It feels stupid. It feels stupid mm-hmm. uh, to be free of desires? What, what um, feels stupid? <laughs> that it's thought it needed them. Mm. It's created all these stories about everything. Okay, so now maybe it has been stupid. Yeah, it feels like, yeah. So just let in the possibility that your thinking has been stupid in some way. Yeah. Did it kill you to let it in? No, and it even when I started to let it in, the word's not right, but it's pointing to something that it's been. Hmm. 
feels nice, it feels good, it feels warm, it feels like it's like letting go of something it doesn't understand. So what is it? I'm ready to be free from all desires. All desires. Yeah. Mm. And of course, no one ever has to be free of all no. desires or any desires. No. Yeah. I'm ready to be free of all desires. Yeah. I can marinate in that. Yeah, it feels like something's I can sit with it as it something moves. It feels like I'm yeah. Thank you. If you want to. Yeah, you're welcome. And then I was just reading from Jess, satisfaction and pleasure, relief or release, relief, as with the first sip of coffee. Oh, yeah, of that first sip. How would I be able to experience satisfaction, pleasure, and relief without the initial desire? So look at, consider the possibility that the relief that you're experiencing is what it's like when you're free of desire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we mistake hmm. the relief of being free of desire when a desire is fulfilled with the cause being the first sip of coffee or the desire. Right. You know, the desired object, the desired experience, the desired, but just open to the possibility that the relief is we're experiencing our natural state when we're free of desire. It's relaxed. It's whole. It's complete. But again, this belief that without the desires, I'm not going to have the coffee. Mm. I'm not going to have the sex. I'm not going to have the food. I'm not going to have the success. I'm not going to have whatever the object of desire has been. I won't experience that anymore without the desire. 
but just go go through memory, go to that relief, the peace, the contentment, the relaxation. Got that first, mm. got the first sip, relief, peace, contentment, wholeness, sense of well-being. Mm. Yeah. There's no action required. As I, it's <clears throat> the first thing that comes to me as I think of that. It's okay to stop. Mm. Like there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. Mm. I keep getting back to how is that possible without the inside? I mean, I, I just keep, ah, oh, I don't know that. I, I want to find an experience I've already had that would rem remind me of what that's like, that would tell me what that's like. And I don't know if I've had one. Have, have you ever um, just sat doing nothing and experienced peace and contentment, fulfillment, wholeness, stillness? quietness or even even joy sometimes you know uh, uh, an experience of joy where it, it's not this relief from desire right yeah but a joy you know probably with singing there are times where yeah just experiencing the joy of singing it's not you can tell there's not that desire, not that there aren't times where there's a certain desire that gets fulfilled in the singing, but there's other times where there's just a joy of singing. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the fulfillment of some desire. I think of it as a, in my mind, I call it a nothing moment. Mm -hmm. and this and magic seems to just happen so mm -hmm. thank you for that i got it now mm -hmm. hmm. surprised by joy is that a phrase you know it's just popping in my head surprised by joy I can't I remember if it's a, a poem or if it's something I've heard Katie say or if it's from something you've read. Well, you know, it doesn't even matter because it popped in your mind because it's an experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and but the mind want to be like, who said that? Because it'd be a little, <laughs> more, a little more validating. But, but for sure, it came to mind because what was it? Joy. 
surprised by joy. Surprised, exactly. Surprised by joy. Mm -hmm. Like joy just showed up. You know, it's like joy just showed up for no reason. You know, it wasn't desire, which of course you can feel how desire and the relief from desire is not joy. not the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And then Tom fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Which he was surprised by sleep. (laughs) So, anyone else want to look at? Or just feel the statement again. I'm ready. I'm ready to be free of all desires. Yeah, Tom, I was thinking how there's a similarity to what we talked about when there was if something happens and you don't have the, the cloud of it being wrong on top of it. Mm-hmm. And this feels like the, it's like having things happen without all these tendrils and seaweed and stuff, like saying, mm-hmm. trying to get to this, you know? This yep. is- Extracting expectations. Yeah. I <laughs> Yeah. Fear of emptiness. Yeah, interesting. Mhm. I think if I had no no desire to spend time to have time with my daughter and my granddaughter. That's sort of and I thought, well, it doesn't mean it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let that in. Duh. Could it be desire is not a requirement for experiencing? Yeah. And it's it- not needed at all. Yeah, for me, it's this weekend going to visit my sister and I was thinking of walking into the, the space where she is without any, you know, mm-hmm. any 
desire for something it's just it's just lighter by a yep. long shot yep yeah thanks mm -hmm. I notice a fear of failing at it. And so there must still be some thought I'm making it happen if I'm afraid of failing. Oh, a fear of uh, failing at being desire-free? Desire yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so just working with the possibility that all desire has fear, all fear has desire. So then desiring to be free of desire would always contain the fear of failure. So that was desiring free of desire would have, yeah. Yeah, that would bring up fear of failing at it. Yeah. Yeah, so just notice how in our little time together, the desire to be free of desire started to show up. Yeah, I don't want it to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be free of Yeah, free so just of notice. It. So now just welcome the desire to be free of desire. Mm. Yeah, how odd, you know, to have like the goal of being free of desire without having the desire to be free of the goal of yeah. being free of desire. <laughs> so how, do, like, how does that oh, happen God, without trying to, yeah, I want to get myself out of this equation. <laughs> I don't want to be the one trying to control it. How does it happen? Yeah, so notice the desire to not be the one trying to control it. Yeah. and it's bringing up all kinds of desires yeah and now notice how all of it is 100% irrelevant to who you are who you are could care less if you're free of desires following desires using desire to be free of desires Yeah, I think I'm identifying with the feeling of desire. <laughs> like, like that's me. So anyone else, or let's try the statement again. I'm ready to be free of all desires. And just welcome any fear, any tension, any resistance.
Okay, so before we close, does anyone have just a brief takeaway they'd like to share before before we part ways? Yeah, Caroline. Just a funny image that came to mind with when we were talking about being desire free, that it's like we say to the waiter of life, I'm desire free. I'm going to do this one desire free and just the idea of like gluten free or dairy free, like <laughs> experiencing life or consuming life desire free. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my, all my experiences desire free, please. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I like it. Put that little label, label on whatever. <laughs> On the little shirt, desire free. Okay, friends. Thank you for gathering as always. So grateful for our time together. And um, for anyone who's interested, we'll meet again next Wednesday. Bye for Thank now. Thank you, Tom. Thank I'll leave, you. Leave the room open for those who are interested. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank um, you all. Thank you. See you. For a little something different, Love is the Power podcast lovers, I wanted to mention my friend Dory and her partner Arthur make the most amazing chocolate truffles. And if you're a chocolate lover, it's a must that you you give these a try so if you go to childishchocolates.com you can order a box so i've had them they are amazing and i know dory and arthur personally and so i can verify personally that they're made with love and it comes through in the flavor Support our friend Dory and Arthur in their new venture with Childish Chocolates and yourself with a wonderful experience. And every wonderful experience is an investment, not an expense. So invest in your own beautiful experiencing. <laughs> That's childishchocolates.com. lived in lessons each lesson's got its theme they keep circling back for you until you start to see where you forgot you were connected with everything it's okay we all do it too it just takes remembering it's okay we all do it too it just takes remembering that love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping So settle yours Love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping So 
settle yours You can do all of the things You can play all of the parts You can make a mess of everything Or score off all the charts But when you reach the end And you think that you have died You will do it all again You will do it all again You will do it all again Until love is satisfied The views and opinions expressed on the Tom Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Byron Katie nor the intent of her self-inquiry method known as The Work. For more information on Byron Katie, please visit thework.com. If you wish to learn more about Tom, a certified facilitator of the work, and the podcast's eponym, please visit theworkwithtom.com.